Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. We are confident all parties will be treated equitably during this process. We've got that story plus marching against mandates. But first, NIH silently removes gain of function from website after report confirms directors Fauci and Collins lied to Congress about the funding of research in China. Over the summer, Dr. Fauci testified before Congress about the National Institute of Health's NIH's role in using U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund dangerous gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, which led directly to the COVID-19 outbreak. Unsurprisingly, he shamelessly lied through his teeth, vigorously denying the agency's involvement when he was grilled by Republican Senator Rand Paul. Now, lies are catching up to him, so the NIH scrambling to cover their tracks on Friday when, of course, all the important things happen so that nobody knows about it because it's the weekend. On Friday, after they couldn't keep a lid on it for any longer, the NIH scrubbed gain of function and its definition from its research involving potential pandemic pathogens page on its website. From part of the now-deleted webpage, which, of course, has been archived for all eternity, quote, the term gain-of-function, GOF, research describes a type of research that modifies a biological agent so that it confers new or enhanced activity to that agent. The subset of GOF research that is anticipated to enhance the transmissibility and or virulence of potential pandemic pathogens, which are likely to make them more dangerous to humans, has been the subject of substantial scrutiny and deliberation. Such GOF approaches can sometimes be justified in laboratories with appropriate biosafety and biosecurity controls to help us understand the fundamental nature of human-pathogen interactions, assess the pandemic potential of emerging infectious agents, and inform public health and preparedness efforts, including surveillance and the development of vaccines and medical countermeasures. This research poses biosafety and biosecurity risks, and the risks must be carefully managed. When supported with NIH funds, this subset of GOF research may only be conducted in laboratories with stringent oversight and appropriate biosafety and biosecurity controls to help protect researchers from infection and prevent the release of microorganisms into the environment, end quote. Even just, and this is the thing, James, that we've thankfully been involved with now for these many, many years. Citizen journalists doing better work than the so-called real journalists. Twitter user Jeremy Redfin exposed the silent update in a detailed tweet thread that he released that day. All mentions to gain a function research on the page have been replaced with their newly made up term, enhanced potential pandemic pathogen, EPPP research. As the aforementioned Rand Paul points out, Fauci and the NIH are still funding EcoHealth Alliance's gain-of-function experimentation, including the work in Wuhan, until at least 2025. But as the Gateway Pundit notes, it's nice to be able to make up new terms as you go, something that it's not, and you call it that to Congress. I think that's called a lie. We will, of course, include the archived version, gain-of-function research involving potential pandemic pathogens. James, basically, it seems like the things people got kicked off of the Internet for over the last two years all now out in the public. Absolutely correct. But not really, because they've changed the name, so it doesn't exist anymore, right? La, la, la. What an unbelievably childish tactic that will absolutely work on the vast majority of brainwashed masses who have fallen for this PSYOP in the first place. But let's just add this to the list 
of changing definitions that we've seen over the last, well, decade plus, actually. If you go back to 2009, as my listeners and yours, I'm sure, already know, because I've covered it way back at the time that it was happening, the WHO changed the definition of pandemic shortly before declaring the swine flu pandemic back in 2009. You'll remember in April of 2009, the World Health Organization defined an influenza pandemic as that which occurs when a new influenza virus appears against which the human population has no immunity, resulting in epidemics worldwide with enormous numbers of death and illness, which they changed in May of 2009 to read, a disease epidemic occurs when there are more cases of that disease than normal. No deaths, no illness, no nothing. They took that all out, and then they declared the swine flu pandemic emergency, which had nothing to do with mass deaths and illness. In fact, it was a lighter flu season than usual, but they still got away with declaring it a public health emergency of international concern to start flexing the muscles that they had gotten in with their 2005 international health regulations. I talked all about that in my What is the Who edition of Questions for Corbett, so go check that out. We can add that to, of course, the changing definition of vaccines. You'll remember last year, um, uh, well, over the course of the past several years, where the CDC has changed its definition of vaccination from injection of a killed or weakened infectious organism in order to prevent the disease to the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease Two, the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection from a specific disease. All of those changes, of course, very important, leading us along towards the paradigm that we're living in now, where, of course, a vaccine doesn't... It's not meant to stop infection or transmission or anything. It's just, it's just to help protect you from the effects of a disease, and that's all it ever was. Or we can look at the definition of herd immunity, which you'll remember back in November of last year, the WHO declared herd immunity is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune, either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection, to which it now reads, as we speak here in October of 2021, WHO supports achieving herd immunity through vaccination, not by allowing a disease to spread through any segment of the population. So they, again, are tweaking their definitions on all of these things in order to prepare us for whatever is coming next. So they tweak the definition of pandemic in order to declare a fake pandemic. They tw they tweak the definition of vaccine in order to inject non-vaccines in the name of vaccines. They tweak the definition of herd immunity so that they can tell you, you, you either all get injected, you all get jabbed, or you don't have herd immunity. And it can't exist otherwise. And now they are changing the definition of gain of function to EPPP, which is undoubtedly meant to be one of these incredibly, unbelievably difficult to even remember. Enhanced path potential pathogenic, pandemic pathogen research, whatever. It's made up gobbledygook that they have literally just made up in order to change the name so that now they can say, no, no gain of function. We're talking, you're talking about EPPP. We're talking about something else. It's all just potato, potato, whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Now we can move on with our lies. Don't let them get away with this. Don't let them memory hole things. Let this be a, yet another lesson of, uh, if, if any more were needed, why it is important now more than ever to save, save everything that you are seeing online. 
when you read a definition, even, from one of these official institutions, save it. It will be memory hold in the future, and the way back may not always be there for us to point to. Um, so hat tip to the, the person who found this and to the people who are continuing to do this incredibly important work. As you say, it's not the mainstream news that's going to report on this. It's going to be individual researchers out there who spot this type of chicanery. I definitely chuckled at the irony of using the Wayback Machine from archive.org, who have recently announced they're going to go digging into their archives and start to fact check things in the in the past. But really scary, interesting stuff. And remember, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they approved Comernity. That's the new one, right? They approved Comernity. Oh, but there isn't any actually available in America. So I feel that fits into the same scene of they said we approved a thing, but we don't really have that thing. So it's approved. And what? Now they're going to give it to five year old kids, I guess. Man, somehow I wasn't killed by chicken pox at four years old. That's how we begin episode 464 of New World next week, entering into its 12th year of independent fear free production. That doesn't mean it's not been gross. Johnson & Johnson, a.k.a. LTL, uses sneaky bankruptcy maneuver to block lawsuits over cancer claims, a story we have talked about quite a bit here on New World Next Week as these cancer claims started to pile up over these last few years, of course, tied in with Bear Santo and and and, and all those types of stories. Johnson & Johnson, this, this comes from National Propaganda Radio, which I hear is partially funded by the U.S. government, so that's a little, a little shady. Johnson & Johnson is drawing criticism after using a controversial bankruptcy maneuver to block roughly 38,000 lawsuits linked to claims that its talcum baby powder was contaminated with cancer-causing asbestos. The health products giant that recently had to recall sunscreen, but you should totally trust their other products, the health products giant used a quirk of Texas state law, as if Texas isn't hated enough already, to spin off a new company called LTL, then dumped all of its asbestos-related liabilities, including that avalanche of lawsuits, into this brand new, newly created firm. LTL then, of course, filed for bankruptcy last week in a federal court in Charlotte, North Carolina, a move designed to sharply limit efforts to recover damages for those who say they were harmed by Johnson & Johnson's baby powder. Johnson & Johnson doesn't have this liability anymore. They pushed all of it into the company they created just to file for bankruptcy, said Lindsay Simon, bankruptcy expert at the University of Georgia School of Law. As a result, Simon said, consumers can't recover damages against a big solvent company. They have to recover against this smaller fictional company created by Johnson & Johnson. The move sparked outrage from lawmakers and consumer advocates. J&J &J knew asbestos lace bottles, but kept it a secret for decades. Representative Katie Porter, a Democrat from California, tweeted on Tuesday, tens of thousands of women with ovarian cancer are suing and the company wants to shield its assets. In 2018, separate investigations by Reuters and the New York Times revealed documents showing Johnson & Johnson fretted for decades that small amounts of asbestos lurked in its baby powder without telling regulators anything about it. Johnson & Johnson has repeatedly denied the claim. The company remains one of the wealthiest corporations in the world with more than $25 billion in cash reserves and has not filed for bankruptcy. 
During a call with investors recently, Johnson & Johnson Chief Financial Officer Joseph Wolk defended the bankruptcy maneuver and again said it's talc baby powder products discontinued last year, not sold anywhere in America. We're safe. There's an established process that allows companies facing abusive tort systems because that's, you know, your grandma that has cancer. She's, she's just a you know frivolous lawsuit, abusive. There's an established process that allows companies facing abusive tort systems to resolve claims in an efficient and equitable manner. We are confident all parties will be treated equitably during this process, said John Kim, chief legal officer of the newly created LTL. Meanwhile, Andrew Birchfield, an attorney with the firm Beasley Allen, who represents some women who have sued Johnson & Johnson, said this legal maneuver could make it far more difficult for his clients to recover damages. Women and family would be devastated, and it would be just to get a get-out-of-jail-free card for Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson has a mixed record defending itself against these talc asbestos lawsuits. The company has prevailed in many cases, but last year, an appeals court in Missouri ordered the firm to pay $2 billion to women who say Johnson & Johnson's talc product caused their ovarian cancer. Critics say this is another instance of a growing trend. Corporations and wealthy individuals using bankruptcy to block lawsuits without actually filing for bankruptcy themselves. James? Yes, this story, as you mentioned, will be familiar to our regular longtime listeners because we have been covering it for years, both individually and together, most recently in May of last year in New World Next Week, where we talked about Johnson & Johnson pull sale of talc-based baby powder in North America, but that was by no means the first time we talked about it. We talked about it. I, I did a propaganda watch, asbestos-founded baby powder, you'll never guess how J&J &J respond, in which I cite Morning Monarchy and some of the work that you were doing on the story at that time. And I had an article on this back in 2016. Everything is super swell at Johnson & Johnson, folks. Just don't mention the baby powder cancer. Um, so we have been talking about this for years and years. And 100%, without a doubt, Johnson & Johnson knew, knew, and actively covered up the carcinogenic effects of the asbestos that they knew was in their talc-based baby powder. 100%. And I go over that in that propaganda watch and the science behind it and how they manipulated it and all of that. It's 100%. And yet they continued for years and years to tell you that it's good as mother's milk and just, hey, ladies, just sprinkle this all over your private bits. And, you know, if you get ovarian cancer decades later, duh, coincidence. You can never prove it. Ha ha. Well, until they do actually prove it in court and the court does make an award and then they have to go, uh-oh, what are we going to do? And so they do this. And you know the buyer CEO is just sitting there in the corner with his notepad. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. We can do that with Monsanto, huh? Maybe get rid of some of that glyphosate uh, lawsuit damage that's coming, right? Yay. Okay. So anyway, here's my takeaway from this. I just wonder... I guess I'm going to have to consult the gurus of the fake woke leftists whether it is okay to criticize J&J &J for this, or does that stray a little bit too more too much towards that crazy anti-vax, you know, oh my god, you don't trust everything that's coming from Big Pharma? The same people who have been pretending to warn you about at big pharma and big corporations and they'll do anything for a buck and don't trust them and don't trust the corporate controlled media that's sponsored by Pfizer and all of these companies, J&J. &J. Don't trust them. They're lying to you. But now, oh no, 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 no. No, now it is mother's milk. These corporations are trying to save you and if you do not take 
their medical interventions, their experimental medical interventions, then you are a killer. You deserve to be walled off from the rest of the society, and it's up to you how you feed yourself. It's, that's your problem, says Noam Chomsky in the most disgusting display of absolute venomous hatred for humanity that I have seen in a good long while. If people haven't seen that, I will include a link to the primo radical interview of Noam Chomsky where he's telling people he wants these anti-vaxxers to die. He doesn't say it in as many words, but he has he says they are killers and he says they need to be isolated from society and it's their problem how they end up feeding themselves. Says the man who cares so much about people. He just wants the best for everyone unless you don't take the medical intervention of J&J and these other big pharma monstrosities that are literally causing cancer, killing you, whatever. But this time you're not allowed to question them absolute nonsense. Let's continue to hammer home the documented facts of all the times in the past. This is just one example that we've been covering for years, but there are many more that we can add to that list of FDA-approved, perfectly safe and effective various medical interventions and treatments and, and things. Oh, but it's good. No problem. Use it. And then years later, oops, it caused all that cancer. Okay, let's all shuffle it into this corporation, tank the corporation, we're fine. Yay, and now, Johnson & Johnson? Did somebody say Janssen? Yay, stick it in my arm. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, well, James, it's it's the Halloween season. You and I both, obviously, we've got our, we've got our black pills on. And the, I think the success of, of the dark side is when I saw Chomsky's name trending the other day, already aware of some of the things he said about the scamdemic. I saw his name trending and I was like, I hope he's dead. That's that's the point that it's driven us all to. You want me dead? Well, you first, sucker. All the fake punks, man. I used to have, I probably still have in the collection. Oh, it's Noam Chomsky on one side and bad religion on the other. All those folks who want to force MAGA jabs on you. And we learn bad religion infests academia. We learn Rage Against the Machine come from Harvard and come from the Senate. Naomi Klein, back in the no logo days, the whole kind of punk ethos, she works for the World Economic Forum now. James Nett, again, you and I have talked about this a lot off of mic ever since, of course, the Swamp Thing days. The entire paradigm has shifted and the whole facade of progressive loving Democrats is dead completely. Now, does that mean we play the two-party illusion? Far from it. I was also going to note, James, I believe, back, back, to, back to specifically Johnson & Johnson, I think there's even something, probably not anymore, in their corporate museum that showed some of their old bottles and jars and labels that basically made reference to, oh, yeah, it's got some asbestos and junk in there, too. Uh, uh, citation needed on that one. I'm just pulling that one off the top of my head. A transitionary story to get us into, finally, our little bit of pushback on this New World next week. So we'll get on the subway and head to New York for our third segment. Don't worry, New Yorkers, that gas in the subway is only a test. New Yorkers riding the subway this week may be unknowingly part of a government test of the city's biohazard defenses. And they've done this tons and tons and tons of times. It's just another example of open just right in your face but i guess all the all the progressives really trust it now hi hey, this week in pushback finally we will not comply new york city workers protest 
against the vax mandate with a giant march across the Brooklyn Bridge. City workers took to the streets just this past Monday, October 25th, to protest Mayor Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandate for the entire municipal workforce. At least 20 people were arrested during the protest, a police source said. Days after, the mayor announced that all government employees, except jail staff, will need to receive a vaccine shot by Friday or be placed on unpaid leave. About 5,000 incensed demonstrators marched over the Brooklyn Bridge to Manhattan. That's from Brooklyn into Manhattan. Many carried American flags, chanting F de Blasio and we will not comply. Some protesters wore NYPD and FDNY hats. Several hoisted Gadsden don't tread on me flags, while others took to the extreme of wearing yellow stars of David to compare the inoculation requirement to Nazi Germany's persecution of Jews. Now, after working countless of emer- countless emergencies, Hurricane Sandy, the snowstorms, I'm under threat. We're under threat of losing our livelihood for simply retaining the choice of protecting our bodies fumed firefighter Sophia Medina after the crowd reached City Hall. Why now are we being bribed and coerced to take a medication? Why are not now nor have ever been a public threat? We are not now a public threat. Thousands of good cops, city municipal workers stand to lose their jobs, said a police officer. Are the good people in New York City confident adequate people will fill those positions? I'm frightened of what comes next. Cop wondered under the authority of Mayor de Blasio, what will be the next order for the NYPD? The protest against City Hall's new policy comes after de Blasio, two Wednesdays ago, announced that the test or shot requirement would be replaced by an outright vaccine rule. Members of the city workforce who have not started their vaccine series, because of course it's not a one-shot deal, you're signing up for a lifetime of software patches and zero-day exploits. Members of the city workforce who have not started their vaccine series by November 1st will be placed on unpaid leave until they provide proof of vaccination. Previously, only Department of Education staff and city health workers were required to be inoculated against COVID-19, you know, because the kids are so at risk of this. As an incentive, holdouts who agree to receive a jab will get a $500 paycheck boost. Correction officers have until December 1st to receive their first shot due to an ongoing chaos at Rikers Island, which is a whole other story. Some city workers who already got their shots, this is funny, told the New York Post they viewed not receiving the $500 reward as a sign of disrespect. Sorry, no bribes for suckers that actually want it, you takers. The demonstration follows freedom lovers gathering in Brooklyn outside the Barclay Center on Sunday to support Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving, who the team is not allowing to play because he has not yet been vaccinated. Again, sports stars, more punk than Jello Biafra. Uh, one One last one. Of course, I'm sure everybody's heard the giant news out of New Mexico. New Mexico judge denies Los Alamos lab workers claim in vaccine fight. Dozens of top nuclear scientists with the highest security clearances are being fired from Los Alamos lab after the vax mandate. And James, it's interesting because the scam demic here has been based off of some of the projections that the Los Alamos National Laboratory have done in the past. And won't they, I mean, this strikes me. And again, I've got a war game, a lot of scenarios. 
won't, couldn't these positions possibly be filled by the types of folks that, I don't know, J. Michael Springman was ordered to give visas to, and then later, oh my gosh, terrorists within the system. James? Yeah, terrorists, I'm sure. Uh, just what variety is the question. Um, yeah, it is on. I don't know if people are paying attention, but it is on. It is happening. And I don't know about you, James, but I'm receiving this from more and more people every day. I'm hearing from airline pilots and medical workers and other people who've been in their industry for years, sometimes decades, who are saying, nope, this is my line in the sand. This is the hill I die on, and I'm not doing it. I'm getting, f I'm losing my job, and it's on. And uh, it's happening everywhere, not just New York, obviously. It's happening all over the globe, and People in the comment section, please fill in your locale and what's happening there. I'm sure there are similar things that are happening, and maybe other people need to know about that. Um, we know it's happening in Italy, for example, and massive protests that are trying to be scrubbed by the mainstream news, etc. So it is on. It is happening. This is it. And I, this is a moment for solidarity. On one hand, yes, I have no doubt that this is part of the controlled demolition of the economy. They want all of these industries to start being gutted and these key positions to, to suddenly go vacant and the, the system to collapse because they are looking to bring in an order through that collapse. Absolutely. But it is on. It is happening. This is the demolition. And it, we've always said we want a new system. We want something different. We don't want the system as it exists. Well, here's the golden opportunity to snatch victory from the jaws of this defeat in solidarity. And that's, I think, my message uh, with regards to this story in particular. I don't care what flag you're waving. I don't care what you believe on climate change or 9-11 or anything else at this moment. I care that you are on the side of human liberty, the basic bodily autonomy, my body, my choice. I get to decide what goes on with my body. This comes down to brass tacks and to exactly what I was saying back in April of last year on what no one is saying about the, the coronavirus or whatever that was called, where I was saying this is about instituting a new norm in society. That anytime there's any anything passing around the community, if if you're not on board, if you're not doing what we tell you to do, then you are a murderer, and you will be held responsible for that. That is the new norm they are attempting to institute here, and even beyond the legal mandates or illegal mandates, as the case may be, executive orders that haven't arrived yet, but everyone's complying with, and all of this kind of nonsense legal chicanery, it's not about the legal chicanery. It's about people internalizing this and taking on board what Noam Chomsky and others are trying to tell you. Oh, if you don't take a vaccine, you're a killer, and we can't allow killers just to loosen the community. We're going to have to isolate them, and however they survive is up to them, I guess. Ha ha ha, let's watch them die. They are instituting that mindset in the public. And anyone who understands that this is the line, this is it. If you cross over that line, it's game over for humanity. We cannot let this stand. We will not comply. And if we do not have solidarity on this issue, then that's it. I don't know what else to say. This is the issue. This is the time. It is happening now. We better walk into this together and... I, again, I don't care if you're double jabbed, if you're wearing the mask, whatever. Take whatever responsibility you want for your health and do whatever you want with your body that you think is medically necessary. But if you're on the side of bodily autonomy and people having the choice 
to do this and not stepping into the fascist papers please framework that we know is coming the ability to buy and sell being turned off at the flip of a switch because you don't comply if you don't understand if you are on board with that you are you are on our side we can march on this together and we have to now because this is it there is no there is no after this point this is the line in the sand this is the hill people are willing to die on and are losing their jobs and we're walking into this right now this it's coming this winter this is the dark winter so uh i i hope we will do that together in solidarity and i would hope i would hope maybe skeptical folks might listen to us because we're telling you we saw the events of 9-11 20 years ago and it made us change our lives. This is all that and way more. So you might want to think about making those changes in your life. Uh, I believe, James, this would also be the Chomsky that worked for MIT, you know, the CIA place who used a lot of his great work to do a lot of uh, the bombing stuff. Again, your fake-ass punks run the intellectual wing of the military-industrial complex. And again, this is this is traumatic mind control. It's the same thing as 9-11. Hey, let's watch hours of people falling out of a building and internalize this whole thing about those people that did it. And it's the same thing. It's just, again, it wheels around of who they aim the domestic terror sound wave cannons at. Hi. All right. Uh, we do have NewWorldNextWeek.com. We do have our store at NewWorldNextWeek.com. You can get How and Why Big Oil Conquered the World, Who is Bill Gates, 9-11 Trillions, 9-11 War Games. You can get the Danny Casolaro radio play we made called Octopus. It is all at NewWorldNextWeek.com. It's a way to get this information out. And again, James, this is going back to the 15 years ago of alternative media. Get the physical stuff and make copies and hand it out to people. Because this controlled thing we're talking on is not going to be like this much more. Exactly what we were talking about. Save it and have it have it physically at your hand or you don't have it. So keep that in mind. That's- All right, James, another power-packed edition of New World Next Week. Looking forward to doing it again next week. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care.